Welcome to the Women in NFTs and Web3 podcast, where we highlight women in this space who are making massive moves, paving the way and leaving their legacy. I'm Caitlin Strempel, CEO of the first ever women-owned NFT marketing and design agency for women by women and your host. I'm honored to have you join me in learning from some of the greatest leaders in our industry. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review because the more traction we get, the more women we can support in helping them impact the world. If you or someone you know would be a great guest, stick around to the end and I will tell you how to get in touch and apply. Enjoy the show. Today's podcast episode is sponsored by The Calibration Room. It's a networking community for the Web3 woman and non-binary baddie and a true labor of love. It is a space where you receive all different kinds of membership perks that are really crafted with intention to offer you real connection, deeper support, more visibility and growth, and to help you actually make money in the Web3 space. I truly believe that when you gather women together and non-binary folks who are truly wanting to make this world a better place and who are here with really big ideas and big hearts, creativity explodes deep connections are forged, humanity leaps forward, and wealth is truly created. So powerful folks like us really need space to hold these biggest ideas, to talk through roadblocks, and develop real connections. And just on top of that, in general, the journey is always better together and it's a lot more fun when you do it as a group. So if this interests you, I lovingly encourage you to go check us out at calibrationroom.io. Again, that is calibrationroom.io and become one of our founding members today. Now let's proceed with introducing you to my incredible guest today. Alexis Miller is the Donor Engagement and Strategic Partnerships Lead at Endowment.org, the first 501c3 community foundation built on the Ethereum blockchain. Alexis works to facilitate collaboration between nonprofit organizations and crypto donors. Before joining Endowment, Alexis worked as a philanthropic advisor and development professional. She earned a master's in social work from the University of Pennsylvania and now lives in Washington, D.C. Molly Dixon is a fashion photographer and collage motion artist. She is the founder of Computer Cowgirls, an NFT collection launched in response to the restrictive Texas abortion ban in February. Welcome, ladies. How are you? Good. How are you doing? So good. I'm so happy you are here. Um, Tell us, because I obviously introduced you separately, but I would love for you to kind of jump in really quickly before we do our icebreakers and tell us how you kind of come together, um, because I want the audience to know, because it's going to be such a juicy conversation today. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having us. Um, I... When we launched uh, Cowgirl Dow, it was kind of a little bit of an early launch in response to the, the draft leak. Um, and we were looking to launch a larger collection than we had done before. Um, and just, kind of, I mean, it was kind of all hands on deck, looking at all the logistical um, parameters that we needed to work within. And we found endowment um, through that. Actually, one of our collectors recommended them. And then, um, you know, we also, um, Eric Martblocks, we talked to him, he recommended endowment. And of course, you see endowment everywhere <laughs> now for like 
um, partnerships with um, all kinds of projects. But anyway, really through that, and I didn't realize that we, our project had used endowment previously for our first donation, which went to Fun Texas Choice. I think we originally sent $30,000 and they were already on board with endowment. So we did find them early on and I realized that. So it's been a really good relationship. Very cool. All right. So we'll jump into the icebreaker questions and then we'll go deeper into that. So sister spotlight. So a shout out to a woman in this space. Alexis, do you want to go um, first? Sure. I will go first. So my shout out is going to be to her name's Katie Hulquist, and she's the director of leadership giving at one of our partner nonprofits, Outright International. So for me, it's been really cool to see people in the nonprofit space who are also getting deeply involved in Web3. So Outright International has partnered with a lot of different nonprofits, NFT artists. They essentially work to combat systemic violence and persecution with the LGBTQ plus community across the world. So we've worked with them, we facilitated donations and just really wanna shout out Katie. I'm like constantly seeing her on different Twitter spaces with different NFT artists and she is amazing and their organization is doing incredible work and we're grateful to be part of it. So that's definitely. my that's my, my sister shout out. Yeah, it definitely deserves a shout out. Um, I guess. I, well, I'm such an outsider to Web3 in a lot of ways, so I'm, I still feel like a newbie to this space, but I feel like along these lines, um, and, I, and it also ties into endowment, um, Nadia and, and all the women behind Unicorn Dow that are doing LegalAbortion.eth, which is a, a really great project that's also raising money for this cause. I love it. All right. What's your ladies' morning routines, if you have one? Yeah, my morning routine is a lot of coffee um, <laughs> while, while watching the Today Show um, and like reading the news. I, I'd love to say I have like a morning exercise routine or do like meditation or something great, but I don't. Um, so coffee, TV and news are kind of my three things that I do every morning. What about you, Molly? <laughs> Same. My exercise routine is like on my to do to try to start working. <laughs> uh, right now it's a it's Red Bull. <laughs> oh it's my god! And a dog walk in the morning. Um, my dog beans. We go for a little walk and then um, emails. Oh, get down to business. <laughs> I love it. All right. Do you ladies have a favorite quote or affirmation? I guess one that kind of resonates with me. It's by Maya Angelou, and it says, "Do the best you can until you know better. Once you know better, do better." Um, it's just a quote that I really enjoy and. I think I first found it in Untamed by Glennon Doyle that I read like a few years ago. But um, yeah, that's something that resonates that. with me. I love me. that book too. That's a good one. It's like so cliche and so um, commercialized, but I feel like, you know, something about like something super simple, like even Nike's like, just do it. Sometimes it's like what I need yeah. to do, just to, like, just not even get in my head and just actually just start going through whatever motion I need to do to get, you know, to get things done. Yeah. It's like Mel Robbins. I think the five second rule of just like, if you want to do something like you have five seconds to take action. Yeah. Cause we are all, all so in our heads and like getting out of that is the hardest. Yes. The first step. All right. So tell us about cowgirl Dow. Yeah. So cowgirl Dow, um, you know, our, my original computer cowgirls launched as a fully, uh, for charity collection, raising money for um, Fun Texas Choice. And Computer Cowgirls kind of had bigger ideas um, to, to continue creating collections after that. And then 
you know, like I said, I'm, I feel like a newbie, like a, you know, someone that's like an outsider to the space. When I started learning about DAOs, it was still like something I like DAOs all operate in totally different ways. And the way people use them is really unique. And, and it's such a new idea that I, I feel like it's something that is plastic that we're constantly kind of like evolving how it works specifically, um, ours specifically, but anyway, so I loved the idea of launching a DAO where the community could really be a part um, in a more democratic way of voting on things from um, kind of like a choose your own adventure, like creating art together where they help like create it, um, you know, combine forces as far as their backgrounds with legal PR, you know, you name it, um, even involved in other communities because we do like to do outreach and, and combine efforts with other communities for this. Um, but mostly they've really helped kind of narrow down and focus on how we want to spend the money that we raise. So we kind of donate and have votes in chunks um, and the community helps do that. So what is a DAO? Let's, let's, let's like step back a little bit. So the listeners know exactly what we're talking about. A DAO is a decentralized autonomous organization. Basically, it is no longer like a top-down organization. Like you don't have the CEO and everybody under that. So it's fully democratic. Um, every member, everyone that owns an NFT, um, our Bad Habits membership pass, they own, um, it's kind of a dual membership. Uh, it has other perks, but one of the main things that um, it provides is membership to Cowgirl DAO. So everyone... Um, Kind of starts off even. Of course, we do right now. We're doing like one token, one vote. So there are people that have multiple tokens that have more votes. And that's something that, like I said, when we're always kind of looking at like how does the structure work, what makes sense for us, we can evaluate that in the future. Um, and right now, Cowgirl DAO is about 200 members. So it's pretty small. Okay. And so are you, you're voting on where the funds are going or? Yeah, basically, um, we, that's been what we've been focused on right now, especially because we've been um, so conscious about trying to, um, you know, give our donations as quickly as possible. So it's kind of figuring out like we had like even a pre-approval vote um, a, a couple of weeks ago. And I think we like pre-approved 25-ish organizations so that we can kind of be like, um, because it gets complicated. It's like, how much do you want to give to each organization? And, and so there end up being like several votes, um, in a voting period. So we're trying to kind of get ahead of ourselves a little bit, but, um, but yeah, figuring out where the funds go has been the main focus for the voting system so far. Very cool. So why would somebody set up a DAO versus like another agency or another type of entity organization? You kind of touched on this, but we'd definitely love to hear your thoughts a little bit more on kind of like what you've seen as the perks or what has been really successful? Well, I think with our cause in particular, you know, everybody wants to be able to contribute to feel like they can actually do something tangible for this effort. So I do think it's really interesting and it's been interesting to see how people come in with different backgrounds and really like you, you have value no matter, um, you know, if you worked like, in, like I always say that my example, I think is copyright, you know, graphic design. There's so many ways you can like donate um, your time and your skills to the DAO. So I think that's great. Um, as far as like just bringing in a bunch of different backgrounds and experiences. And I think we've seen that there's not a central like figurehead that I, I mean, I guess I would be the figurehead and I don't feel like I'm necessarily the best person to make these decisions. And sometimes it's just like really from us kind of talking it out together that we come up with ideas or, you know, we just figure it out as we go. <laughs> so I, I do like that idea personally, especially being an artist. I don't necessarily feel like I am the one that wants to be like 
this is what we're doing. Cause I call the shots, <laughs> you know? Totally. Yeah. I love that. It's just very web three and very, um, like it takes away the ladder and makes it very, like you said, even across the board. Um, I would love to learn more about endowment. Yeah. Um, so endowment, we're a 501c3 nonprofit and the first one that's built on the Ethereum blockchain. So essentially we exist kind of for two reasons. One is on the donor side. So somebody like Molly, an NFT platform, a DeFi protocol can um, donate over a thousand different types of cryptocurrency. We convert it into USDC, a stable coin pegged to the dollar. And then we grant it out to nonprofits as US dollars directly into their bank account. So from a donor perspective, it's super easy to give essentially any digital asset that there's a liquid market for. Mm -hmm. You receive a tax deduction. I'm not a CPA, I always preface this, but um, if you have appreciated crypto assets, they're taxed the same way as stock is right now in terms of charitable giving. So if you have assets that have appreciated for over a year, you can mitigate your capital gains taxes and also get that tax deduction. So it's a really kind of tax advantageous way for people who are charitably inclined and want to give to help the world. And then from the organizational side, we allow nonprofits to be able to receive crypto originated donations completely free of charge. So donors pay our fees. It's a one and a half percent flat fee, essentially. And nonprofits don't have to pay a setup fee. They don't pay essentially anything. And we're sending them grants as US dollars in their bank account. And we've done a little over $43 million in charitable donations since we started in 2020. That's incredible. Are you seeing the, like from being a nonprofit on the blockchain that it just makes it a lot more accessible for the entire world to donate? Is that basically like the main perk of having a nonprofit on the blockchain? I'd love for you to go into that. Yeah, so definitely a perk. Um, you know, we can facilitate charitable giving essentially from anywhere. And the other really interesting part, again, my, it's funny, Molly, you always say like, you're new to web three, and I'm also new to web three, like my backgrounds in the traditional nonprofit space. So, you know, here we are um, on a women in web three podcast, which is super cool. But anyway, so essentially, another really cool part about endowment is that every donation into endowment and every grant out of endowment store into the hands of nonprofits are publicly available on the blockchain. So essentially, anyone with sufficient knowledge can do a public audit of endowment, which really differentiates us from the nonprofit landscape in general. You know, in my previous world, you don't know how decisions are made, you don't know who's donating or how much, or you don't know where the money's necessarily going. Obviously, nonprofits have their own kind of they have to file their 990 and they have certain IRS documentation. But for endowment, you can publicly see literally everything into endowment and everything flowing out, which is something that's really, really cool. And it's really easy for people to give because, you know, NFT artists like Molly and others can actually code into their contract, the donation to endowment. So it's kind of a one step process in terms of, I mean, I'm not an engineer, but um, you know, it's, yeah, it's pretty yeah, quick right. in terms of the turnaround time. And we can get those grants into the hands of nonprofits within 24 to 36 hours. That's incredible. So you have speed. Basically, you can get money from anywhere pretty quickly. Um, and it holds people accountable, which I think is good for, you know, if, if when you say when they say do your own research, you know, when you're looking at 
giving money to people or purchasing NFTs. That's that's something that you could you could look at and do your research and you know hold um, these projects accountable. I, I think that's so incredible. And now you're seeing too with what I love about you guys is you're really taking action based on real time of what the heck is going on in our world. Like, okay, like let's let's set something up quickly and let's help out. What are the whether it's Texas, um, abortion bans, um, Ukraine was one that I saw that you know the crypto world really stepped in quickly to help. Yeah. Yeah. It's also interesting. There's so many different ways to give, you know, we're seeing this with reproductive rights right now, where someone can just give kind of the old fashioned way and just make a direct donation to a nonprofit. Mm -hmm. People are, you know, using their DAO to vote on where they're supporting. People are creating NFTs where the proceeds are going. And then we have legalabortion.eth, which is a multi-sig wallet where people can give to. So it's really cool that it's kind of a multi-pronged approach at getting money into the hands of nonprofits that need it right now. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk more about, um, well, there's an NFT collection titled Fuck You, um, and that's supporting reproductive rights. And this is obviously a hot topic right now. So, you know, there's that that we can help. How else can we help out in this situation right now? Like being being people in Web3 and knowing that there is a lot of stuff going on in this world. And and like you said, all we want to do is help. What's the best way to do to, to help? Donating is always, I mean, it's so needed. So donate if you can. Um, and Alexis just kind of outlined, there's so many ways that you can donate through endowment with crypto. I also think as far as um, time and social giving, like I think just sharing, being able to help share projects out in Web3. I mean, Web3 is kind of interesting in that in some ways it's not very organized. We're all just kind of thrown out into the space and people constantly come across us and they, they say, we've been looking for you and we just now found you. So I think being able to just share the projects um, that are working for this cause is amazing. If you like the idea of donating time, which is you know such a huge asset, if you have it, you can join a DAO. You can figure out ways that you can help um, within a certain project. But yeah, kind of all of those are, are top of mind for me. So when researching a DAO, what would you say people should be looking at when they want to join a DAO? Well, I think it kind of comes along um, research, you know, how we research any Web3 project. I think um, seeing who's involved, obviously in our DAO, I'm fully doxxed, um, for better or for worse, raising money for this cause in Texas. Uh, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so, yeah. so I think like seeing who's involved, um, seeing what they worked on before, I think that's kind of like the biggest thing to see, yeah. you know, if a project's legit or not. Um, and also a lot of our collectors, they bring other people into the project too. So chances are you might know somebody that's already in the DAO that you can talk to and kind of, you know, gauge their temp on, on what it's like with how they feel about the project um, and, and ways you can help. Also, most communities, ours especially, you can totally join Discord anytime and kind of get a sense for who we are without being an official member. Um, our DAO is a little like we have a gated area, but we definitely have a lot of places on Discord, including like sharing resources um, that that are open for anyone to come in and kind of um, meet us that way. And you mentioned time commitment too. Is that dependent upon each DAO? Is that something where you can go into DAO and just say to yourself, all right, I have this amount of time to give or how does that work? I mean, 
time itself, it's like you either people either have like money or time. It feels like, you know, yeah. it's very fortunate if you happen to have both, but both are such valuable assets. So we have all kinds of different um, members in the DAO and, and the amount of time they have to give varies considerably. Um, we also have a rotating board. So it's like, if you have some time um, in a certain month or whatever, maybe you can donate it more at that time. Of course, not everyone has to donate time. Really, it's really um, voting is kind of the main thing that we we need the members to try to focus on. And we try to keep that as streamlined as we can. So it doesn't require too much time. And we're conscious of, um, you know, burnout and trying to spread it out. So there's not really a right answer. But if you have time, it's an amazing thing to donate. Very cool. For sure. Yeah, we we also Oh, sorry. No, go for it. In the philanthropic space, we used to always say like time, talent, and treasure. So I would just add the the talent aspect to, I mean, I totally agree and echo everything that Molly said. And there are a ton of ways to get involved with endowment through kind of all three, both with time, talent, and treasure. But, you know, we always are looking for people to open. We, we offer donor advised funds, which is essentially how we got started. And they're pretty much like charitable checking accounts. They're a philanthropic giving vehicle that's used widely in the space. And so anyone who's looking to make a difference can open up a fund with us. Our minimum is $500, so super accessible. And they can give to nonprofits of their choice. So that's a really great way, like if you have kind of assets that you're looking to donate. And then same with the kind of talent and treasure. We're always looking for people to get involved, share things on social media, have conversations with us. Our Discord's always open and we have some kind of fruitful conversations and opportunities for donors and organizations to connect, which I think is something really cool because nonprofits are run in a very kind of, you were talking about a DAO, like traditional nonprofits are run in a very top-down leadership approach model. And to have these kind of traditional nonprofits interacting with the web three space and with people who are extremely crypto native has been really, really cool to see. Yeah, that's really cool. So does endowment work with, um, like, are, are you, do you guys work with basically any type of foundation or nonprofit that you can give money to or how, you know, do you guys have a specific niche? Yeah. So any nonprofit, we, we always say any nonprofit can receive crypto through endowment since okay. any 501c3 that's in good standing with the IRS is already listed on our site. So you can search okay. by their name or their EIN number. And essentially, we just have to set them up. So we have, you know, uh, we have hundreds of nonprofits that are already onboarded with us. And then we have the, you know, one plus million other organizations that aren't, but that are technically set up. We just need their banking and contact info to get started. So really we say like anyone can accept crypto. You just have to kind of know where to look and know to get signed up with. Yeah. Okay. And then you mentioned earlier too, that it can kind of be tied into your, your contract. So if I'm getting this right, like any NFT collection can launch with you basically. Exactly. So that, that I feel like is, huge. (laughs) So if anybody's out there who is like looking to launch an NFT collection, I feel like that, first of all, I think gives them so much credibility, makes it easy on everyone because like you said, it's that one step process. So that's really cool. I've never heard of that. And I, I, I love that concept. Yeah. Yeah. We actually donated our, our, um, our entire fuck you collection on a contract level, which I think, um, 
as far as like we were talking about researching DAOs and it makes it super transparent. We don't even, we don't receive the money at all. It all fully <laughs> goes to endowment. Um, and then of course on their site, you can see how we spend it. Yeah, that's very cool. And so what do you ladies think like the importance of having a type of nonprofit aspect to your NFT or any project that you're launching in Web3? Well, there's so many benefits of Web3 for this. I mean, I think royalties alone is like a really interesting model for us, especially with a, a, you know, if it fully goes, it's like you kind of create something and then it can kind of have a life of its own. So I think that's super interesting. There's the ability to organize super quickly um, to raise funds. I feel like Web3 is has been for me at least pretty quick. Um, and you know, we're like convinced we're deciding what web three is as we build it. So why not, you know, think about these causes and how we want to start making it what we want it to be. Yeah. I totally agree with that. And I mean, that's when, again, like when we say do your own research, that's a huge part of what I think people are looking at in this space is okay. Like what do I get out of it? But also like, how are you helping the world? And I love that you said that we're building web three, like this is our chance to come in here and build it how we want and to kind of set the standard and make it like, if you're launching a collection, like make sure there's a philanthropic side to it. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Where do you see the future of DAOs and charitable foundations and nonprofits going in, in the web three space? I think for for me personally and at endowment, there's so much that we can do with the technology that exists. Um, you know, one thing that we talk a lot about and think through is like governance structures, right? I, I kind of talked about earlier how nonprofits are run very traditionally like top down. You don't always know what's happening at the board of directors level or what's getting approved. So, you know, we're talking a lot about just having things be extremely transparent to our donor base, to our community, talking about, you know, what would it look like to have board of directors meetings on chain, right? So everyone, just as everyone can see money flowing in and out of endowment, like, wouldn't it be cool if people actually knew what was getting approved at these nonprofits? So I just think that the kind of technical aspects of Web3, they're not going anywhere. And there's so much that just the broader community can learn or even adopt a portion. It's it's not to say every nonprofit should go get set up on the Ethereum blockchain, like not, definitely not suggesting <laughs> that. But I think that there are kind of aspects to DAOs or aspects of NFTs that the broader community can really take and learn from and adopt in their own way with whatever works for their own organization or institution. Oh, I love that so much. Um, so any, well, first of all, actually, let's, let's get into any of the projects that you want to talk about before we kind of move on to any like last advice or parting words and things like that. Um, Alexis, do you want to chat first? Yeah, I mean, I guess just, you know, endowment is helping to facilitate charitable giving for a ton of different projects, both right now and, in, you know, in the future, we're always getting kind of pinged about interesting NFT projects and partnerships and collaboration. So I would just say to anyone listening, like if you're an NFT artist and are looking to have a charitable component, let us know. We're also extremely happy to help 
think through how you can include a charitable component. Like not everybody comes through endowment and says like, okay, I want 20% of primary sales to support X cause. Sometimes we take a step back and say like, what's important to you and kind of have a brainstorming session and figure out what works best for that DAO or for that NFT artist or for that individual donor. So I would just say like, if you're thinking about wanting to give back to your own community or just within a specific area of interest, whether it's reproductive rights or the environment or social justice, like reach out to us. Our team is happy to help brainstorm and find something that works best for you and what you're trying to achieve. I love that so much because so many of us are coming into this space new and we're like, all right, we're launching a project. Now what do we do? And I'm sure you all have so much insight. I'm sure it's, you know, different all across the board for every single project. So that's incredible that you can basically custom tailor a a philanthropy package for any, any project. So I love that so much. And I guess I'll just, uh, I'll add a shameless plug for the fuck you collection. Please do. Yes. (laughs) For anybody that wants to mint uh, their own fuck you, you have the opportunity to there. It is basically it's, um, it's three pieces of art in three editions at three different price points. So um, the lowest tier is 0.03, and then it goes all the way up to 0.9. So, um, so yeah, you can mint at 10kfuckyous.com. There's uh, 10,000 assets in the collection total between the three editions. And you will help us raise money. And you'll also, um, if you choose to, you can kind of follow along and see how we decide to spend it. Yeah. Okay. So, again... Do you know where the money is going or is it going to be a um, um, a vote? We vote as we receive funds. Okay. Um, we do that because it's a little bit reactive. So we can kind of react to what the landscape looks like at the time, especially for, you know, in a situation where um, our maybe state or local abortion funds are no longer able to receive money that we would, you know, that are our okay. top choices, we can kind of reevaluate. So I think kind of keeping it flexible like that is how we were thinking about um, future donations. And it's all for reproductive rights, right? Yep. All for yeah. reproductive so rights. Think- There's in, in anything, any 501c3 that kind of um, works in that area, our DAO tends to really like grassroots organizations and we know they're super underfunded. So that's kind of what we focus on. But um, of course, anything that um, it works in that area, we can support. Very cool. So if anybody's looking to help, which I'm sure pretty much every single person listening to this podcast, um, <laughs> and if they know me, they know that I'm all about reproductive rights. So this is such a perfect opportunity. You're minting now, right? Yep. We're minting now. Perfect. I love it so much. All right. So you, how has life been for you two, for, like coming into the web three space? Like the good, um, bad, and the ugly. It's just crazy. Probably, right? <laughs> Agreed. Um, definitely a, a big learning curve, but there's so many resources and people wanting to help. I think that's something that I was kind of blown away from when I jumped into this space. I kind of figured it was like a a boys club or like closed doors and people weren't necessarily going to be helpful. And I've just found that everyone wants to help and share resources. And sometimes it's a little overwhelming because there's so much out there and it's hard to know where to look, but yeah, it's been really cool for me just being in this space now. And I, I totally just believe in web three and, and how it can be used for good as well. And I think that there's just so many interesting projects and people in the space. And I can't wait to see what the next six months, year, et cetera, holds for, 
for this industry. Yeah. Yeah, same. Um, I feel like I've been involved in this space since February and I, in some ways I feel like I'm brand new all the time to it. In other ways, it feels like it's been a bazillion years. It just has yeah. that kind of speed to it. Um, but I, it's just super, it's such an exciting space to, you know, I feel like we're just really at the very beginning of what people will think to do with the technology. And I, I love seeing other people's approaches and I'm just kind of inspired by artists that work in it all the time. I mean, obviously as I've, I'm a photographer, so I already have like a, uh, art mixed with tech. Um, you know, I'm a pretty easy person to probably make that initial jump this early on, but I'm also really excited to see the space um, when we have more artists that, that join um, and see kind of like that, what that approach will be like. Yeah. So, I mean, the reason I asked that is because you both are like, we just got in here, but you have done so much. And like, if you would have told me that, if you did not tell me that you were just here in February, I would have no idea. You know, like what you're doing, what you're launching is so incredible. So kudos to you both. Thank you. Thank you. Um, All right. So where can we find you and your projects? I'll go. Um, (laughs) Endowment is everywhere. Um, Our website, you can check out our website, endowment.org. And uh, just a shout out to our engineering and design team. We just launched actually like late last week, a new marketing site. So super exciting. Um, Endowment.org. We're on Twitter at endowment.org discord. Um, As I mentioned before, like our discord is super active. So even if you just want to like see what we're all about or learn more, I would just tell you to like follow us on Twitter and hop in our discord. And yeah, we hope to have the opportunity to connect with those of you listening. I love it. Yeah. And then uh, Computer Cowgirls. Um, we're Computer Cowgirls on Twitter, on Discord, and our website is computercowgirls.io. I love it. Well, thank you both so much for being here. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Caitlin here. Thank you so much for listening to the Women in NFTs and Web3 podcast. If you're a woman pioneering the way in the NFT, Web3, or crypto space, I want to share your message. Check out www.metamintmarketing.io slash win, W-I-N. And let's see if you're a great fit. If you got something out of this interview, I would love for you to share it with your network. Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your social channels. If you know someone that would be a great guest, make sure to tag them to let them know about the show and include the hashtag Women in NFTs podcast. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and truly mean a lot to my incredible guests and me. Want to stay in our world? Go to our website, metamintmarketing.io or follow me on Twitter at NFTCaitlin, C-A-I-T-L-I-N. Thanks for listening. We will see you next time.